Hey, this is Gerds Handel, and welcome to the Inner Light Project. This show is for anyone who's wanting to lead a happier, healthier, and enlightened life. Create more self-love, inject more joy and abundance into their daily life. Join me for inspiring interviews and spiritual topics so you can shine your inner light. Hello and welcome to a special episode of the Inner Light Project. My name is Gerd Handel and today I have a beautiful guest with me who is helping people to reclaim their truth. Candice Randell is a new age thought leader, spiritual coach, author and speaker. She offers a comprehensive soul-centered approach to healing and practical tools to unlock your highest potential and heal emotional wounds. She believes we can all awaken our inner wisdom when we get real about how we feel and then we can finally heal. Candice, it's an absolute pleasure having you on the show and thank you for joining us in the space today. I'm so happy to join you. I'm so excited for this. Oh, bless you. Well, I'm really interested about hearing your story because I feel like we've got quite a similar journey and I want you to kind of share with the listeners what your life was like before you became a spiritual coach. Oh, goodness. So (laughs) it's a long story. I'm going to try to make it as short as possible. Um, So from the time I was very, very, very young, I knew that I was a bit different. Didn't know really what that was. But as my childhood started, started developing, I realized I was highly sensitive, but like extremely highly sensitive emotionally and physically where I couldn't wear certain clothes. It had to be all cotton and really soft to wear certain colors. Um, I would feel the emotions of others and not know if it was mine or theirs. So processing emotion has actually been my biggest gift along with intuition because of those early struggles, but also those, I would say, kind of gifts of being able to feel people and really understand in a different way. So I went through a lot of struggle with that, you know, obviously feeling different and just feeling like this world was kind of backwards and, and really being able to do things in ways that most people couldn't. For example, in school, it was really hard for me because I would get every answer correctly on like long division or calculus, but I would do it a different way. And I just would refuse to do it the conventional way. My brain worked differently. So... (laughs) You know, it was tough to fit into the norm. I was just never that way. (laughs) And um, because I didn't really fit into that system, I felt like there was so much more to life. And that's when I started my modeling and acting career at 17 and started traveling the world and ended up in Los Angeles acting and always, always, always followed the healing journey and the, the holistic health and the spiritual teaching of other people that became my own because there were so many spiritual gurus and things out there that still weren't confirming my inner knowing. Mm. So what I realized, um, about eight years ago, I went to a master's program in spiritual psychology. It was a two year program. And it's when I really got in touch with what I call the wise guide inside. I really did a lot of emotional sort of scientific healing work with myself and realized that this inner knowing that I have, I believe everyone has, I've just been really connected to it. And when I started really trusting it and all those doubts went away, my entire life started shifting into this direction. So I didn't really have a choice. I just started sharing these things on YouTube and I started getting a ton of calls for coaching and then it turned into books and workshops and online courses. And, and that's how I kind of followed my pain into my purpose. Wow. 
Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Wow. It's interesting that you touched on about about being emotional because I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of us who are on this like deeper journey or like the yearning to find our soul's calling are quite mm-hmm. sensitive beings and like yourself I was the same. I was always sensitive. I, I still am sensitive. <laughs> that's who I am. <laughs> and um I used to always get told, stop being sensitive, you need to toughen up. And then I allowed the world to tell me to toughen up. And I actually ended up in the journalism world. That's what I was in. I was a journalist for many years. And I basically just cracked open one day and just had enough and ended up walking away from it. And do you feel like a lot of people, in the sense from a sensitive side, are always kind of put down? Oh, are you kidding me? I mean, I'm writing a book, a new book right now about the dark side of being a highly sensitive person. I mean, I have a lot of videos about this on YouTube, the dark side of being a light worker and all these things because we are the wounded healers. And the reason that we're wounded is because we've always been told that your sensitivity is what's wrong with you. Yeah. What I've, by empowering my own sensitivity and actually using it as my biggest gift in my work, I see that really we're born with a calling to be the feelers, to be the healers of a lot of the societal ideals that are really hurting people. And when we can really learn to trust our own sensitivity and let it guide us into our own wisdom, we can be the change. And so I feel like one of my biggest issues as a child was really having this knowing and having nobody else get it or confirm it. And so I knew that that was my purpose was to start sharing these truths and other people like me would start resonating. And that's what's happened. And it's so fulfilling and satisfying to see that kind of start shifting in bigger and bigger ways. So yeah, there's nothing wrong with you. There's actually something really right with you, but because it's so unique compared to the majority of people, because you're not a conformist when you're highly sensitive, you can't conform, you just are different, (laughs) you feel alone and you feel like Mm. I don't belong and you feel like what's wrong with me Mm. and it's, it's backwards and I hope to help change that in big ways. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's it's really interesting. And I don't know if yourself, like being in the industry that you were before, that um, we're told to kind of like man up and be like men and like brush away our, our female essence as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is kind of personal, but I had multiple boyfriends during that time tell me that, gosh, you're such a dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember thinking, no, I have to be to be able to deal with the mm. high pressure, crazy, idealistic, perfectionistic standards in this business. But I finally got sick of it and exhausted as well. I mean, I loved it. It was great for me. I traveled the world and met incredible people. It was really fun to self-express in those ways. But the business side is very hard for highly sensitive people to be around such inauthenticity, you know, and such a machine that doesn't make any sense really when you're connected to your heart. It's really run in a way that just doesn't really reflect sort of the purpose of a highly sensitive person. Yet a lot of us are attracted to these businesses because we know we have something big to do and we Mm. think, oh, that's powerful. Oh, that's, (laughs) you know. It's a funny thing. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting because, like, I, it's only, like, in the last few years that I've met a lot of other, like, souls who are quite, who, li- who live from a purpose with, sense, like, with a sensitive soul as well. And we all have, like, kind of, like, similar experiences that we all kind of didn't really fit in or we, we kind of, like, honoured the male energy and less of the female energy and, like, how we're now kind of shining it through our female energy and, like, learning how to balance everything again. Oh, 100%. It's like a metamorphosis. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so my take, like, you know, you, you left the modeling world and then you ended up coaching. And how are you, as a spiritual coach, how are you now helping people? 
So I, well, I do one-on-one coaching a lot of the week, but I also design online courses for highly sensitive people and Mm -hmm. other people to just realign with their soul's purpose, to realign with their authentic self and heal those wounds that make us search externally rather than connect with ourselves. So I do that over YouTube as well. I have a whole bunch, I think over 200 videos, free content, just teaching these things and workbooks online and books online. And I do a lot of um, workshops as well. So just getting it out there and being honest and real about it and explaining it in a way where highly sensitive people specifically really get it because you've all been through it. And so it's just empowerment for those of us who have felt really repressed in a lot of ways and confused up until now. Amazing. Like, say if someone's listening at the moment who's a very highly sensitive soul, very has a very empathetic soul as well, what could be what would be the first step for them to kind of take their power back? I mean, I feel so repetitive in my work because I say this all the time. <laughs> the first step that is life-changing is to get real about how you feel so you can heal. Mm. So many highly sensitive people block their feelings because that's what makes them feel like there's something wrong with them or try to dim their feelings or try to ignore their feelings or shame their own feelings or judge their own feelings. When you can just be like, you know what? I feel crazy right now for no reason. I don't know why I'm feeling this. You're probably feeling somebody else or you're feeling the collective unconscious. But I feel crazy and that's how I feel and I love myself anyway. This is how we start to connect with our authentic selves and say, look, this is just how I feel. There's no reason to judge it. There's no meaning behind it. This is what it is. And if I stay with that feeling, it will reveal to me why I'm feeling this. Instead of just saying, oh, that's crazy. I shouldn't feel that. Everyone thinks I'm overreacting or over-dramatizing. The truth is, a lot of times, I coach a lot of couples. Mm, because people, highly sensitive people who are in relationships have different struggles and different different sort of gifts as well in the relationship. But one of the funny things is when you're highly sensitive, someone, your partner can say to you, I'm never going to do that. And you know that they are unconscious about their own selves. And you know for sure this is going to happen. So you mm-hmm. think, well, you're lying because I know it's going to happen. But the truth is they are unaware of what you're conscious of. So we become more conscious of someone else's subconscious, yeah. which yeah. gets really in trouble because you're like, well, why am I feeling that this is such a truth when that person is denying it or not even aware of it? Well, the truth is those people don't even know yet. And you do. <laughs> so. You know, it happens to me a lot where I'm just like, nope, and then you have to bite your tongue and just watch it play out because you sometimes can feel into someone before they can feel into themselves. It's very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree with that. It's really interesting because with my partner and I, there's things that I notice. And I'm all, I, I, in the beginning, I used to tell them and say, you know, this is, how it, this is, this is what's going to happen. And they'd be like, no, 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 no. And then it would happen. So now I've, I've learned to let it unfold by itself, let them realize themselves, and then they'll know why it's happening. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And you just have to be like, well, I told you so, but let you find out for yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's so that's so true. That's really interesting, actually. I never realized that was linked to being a sensitive soul. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Learn something new every day. <laughs> I think it, what's really interesting as well is that, like, even, like, past relationships, when you look into, like, the reasons behind why you were in them as well, like... I think like yourself as well, like I used to, I was seen like as an alpha female and I kept manifesting the same thing happening again and again. And it was only like I started listening to my soul, like you said, um, and trusting it that I realized that actually that was not what I really wanted. And actually what I needed was something higher than that. Mm-hmm. 
And when, when I did that, everything shifted and everything just changed. And I started to embrace that, like that female essence about myself and that the, being more vulnerable and being more open and not being afraid to share. Well, that's huge. That's a huge theme for highly sensitive people, for men and women, because, mm. you know, we, we start to have, I do a lot of work about, you know, love addiction, codependency, these things wow. that we fall into as highly sensitive people who aren't fully healed yet because what happens is we're taught that your feelings and how you naturally are is not okay. So you have this facade of I'll just be really manually or I'll just be really powerful or I'll just, I'll almost like try to be the power that was taken from me. So it's a false self. And when you really realize that the vulnerability is where your power really is, the vulnerability and the authenticity and just feeling what you feel, it's like this full circle moment where you feel more power than ever just by being you, owning you, and working from a place of being fully you. So, yeah, I feel like, you know, what we're taught in this way, we should be taught other things in school, but what we're taught in this way is how to function in a society, not to how to function from your soul. It's totally a different thing. Yeah, a lot of us are kind of functioning what we should behave into and less of what how we should be, right? Uh, I call it the shoulds, yeah. Like when you, you're all shoulded up and like you, your whole <laughs> life is basically based on what you think you should want, what you think. I, I call it the ideal versus real state. This is a whole mm. workshop that I do where we are aligning with these idealistic standards of what our parents want, our teachers want, our society wants. And when we shed that and start just being real again, we realize that what we've always wanted, that fulfillment, that satisfaction is not in the ideal. It's only in the real. And so really shifting from this idyllic life to this real life is a huge moment in someone's reality when you realize that everything you really need, you already had. You just didn't have the tools to own it. Mm, That's so powerful. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's true. We all have the tools within us. It's just but do you feel like that everybody has a different timing? So, like, you know, if we were we were born to know all of this straight away, actually, we kind of already know it, don't we, when we're a child, when we're a baby, we kind of know all this, but we kind of get distracted. But do you feel like that we all have a different timing of, like, unravelling this? Well, I don't think the timing is destined. I think it's up mm. to us and how we do the work and how we move through our pain and how we move through life's challenges and how we see that. So some people, a lot of people never wake up. The ones that I see waking up most, that's why I always say the dark side of being a light worker, many highly sensitive people are born into families of contrast, meaning pain, (laughs) meaning your family is not like you, meaning you feel alone and you suffer a lot from a young age, which wakes you up to a new way really early. And what happens then is then you're on this journey of awakening and you still feel alone until you really own yourself and then you know you're never alone. Mm. But it is definitely a hero's journey. And many, 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 many people will never wake up because they're too afraid of how painful it is. Yeah, that's, that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. <laughs> um, so my dear, can you tell us about how our negative symptoms are a sign that we are kind of like out of alignment? Yeah. So I always say true self for your health. Now, this does not mean everything. This means basically your beliefs. So when we have an inner guidance system, which is your intuition, it's guiding you towards what you desire. When you experience a negative sort of emotion, so let's start with negative emotions. When you experience a negative emotion, most people think, oh, that doesn't feel good. I must be wrong. 
The truth is, that doesn't feel good because the way you're seeing it is out of alignment with how source or the universe sees it. <laughs> so many of us have these limiting beliefs that cause negative emotion that then we allow to sort of dictate our life. And what I try to teach people is your negative emotion is your guidance saying, time to upgrade your thoughts. Yeah. So when we don't upgrade our thoughts, our thoughts become a vibration which is in our body. And our body gets a lot of blockages, a lot of digestion issues for people that have power struggles or authenticity <laughs> issues, a lot of headaches for people that constantly think in this negative, wrong way. A lot of, I, there's so many, we could go through all the chakras, but, you know, throat, thyroid issues, it's, it's like, what about yourself are you not loving? What about yourself are you not claiming? What about your voice? voice that you're not speaking so this in my opinion in my work and my own self I've seen our negative beliefs become negative symptoms so much of the time and it's basically just saying hello wake up time to upgrade and see you for who you truly are you're freaking amazing yeah and so yeah. it's looking at those beliefs of why do I think this most people don't even know why they just do so why do I think this? Oh, well, this might have happened when I was at this stage. And instead of deciding what happened to me at seven was truth, start looking into what happened at seven was my mom was this, my dad was this. Oh, that was the situation. Okay, it wasn't about me. And you let go of these limiting beliefs of your own identity. And that starts lifting a lot of the physical symptoms over time. Yeah, I can, yeah. I can absolutely relate. To be honest, like most of my whole journey from before that was, it was listening to those signs and... I remember like growing up, oh my God, I used to have so many coughs and colds because I was never honoring my truth. I kept hiding things from within and not expressing myself. I used to take a lot of medication. I used to work in a pharmacy as a dispenser as well. So I was always taking like the lozenges or like headache, aches and pains medicines. And when I started speaking my truth, wow, I haven't taken anything in like five years. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Well, that's what it's kind of the journey. I also am a holistic health coach. So I see the two together, the emotional self and the physical self mm. is so hand in hand. And it's interesting because once you start really aligning with your own inner authentic voice, you start wanting more and more authenticity in your life. You don't want to have drugs and chemicals and it mm. all goes hand in hand. You start really treating yourself better, not the way society says, oh, work out three days a week, but what feels right to me? What mm. foods feel good to me? And what I notice more and more and more, especially for me when I moved to the mountains, I was so surrounded by this lush sort of nature. I felt so much of my own nature and I just really attracted more and more of that and craved more and more of that. So it is a process of getting just real, getting real with yourself, getting real about what you eat, getting real about how you treat yourself, mm -hmm. getting real about what you wear. Some people now don't even wear fabrics that are manufactured in certain places. I mean, it can get crazy, but you notice what you feel and you go along with that. Yeah, that is so true. I, I yeah, I can relate with what you're saying because I, I ended up becoming a vegetarian. I <laughs> quit drinking. It's been five years, and a lot of the drinking was actually it wasn't actually to do with me enjoying it. It was more to deal with my issues. That was my way of numbing the pain back then. And so once I released that, I didn't need that anymore. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. I see. You know, so many clients come to me because they have some kind of either, um, you know, relationship pattern that they keep attracting or, you know, a substance issue or a eating disorder, all these types of things come down to what are you numbing? What are you 
using as a crutch. And so when people are finally ready to leave those crutches, you realize that the thing you're afraid of, which is yourself, is nothing to be feared. And the reason we fear ourselves is because we don't really know ourselves. We're mm -hmm. uncertain of ourselves. We don't want to feel those self-doubts and those unworthiness. So we just drowned it out. We don't want to feel lonely. So we drowned it out. We don't want to feel present. So we go shopping or we buy, you know, <laughs> we're looking for that constant high to, to stay away from the low that often doesn't even exist once you get to the misinterpretations and you can heal those. Hmm. It's so true, yeah. It's really powerful when we kind of like pay attention to it and just what you're saying, it's just so powerful because any of you who are out there who are just going through something at the moment, remember that's not your true self. That is something asking you to rise up and be ready to, to trust your soul and listen to that voice from within. That's right. So my can you tell us about Soul Lab? So Soul Lab is a program I developed. It's a six-week course that really you can do it at your own pace because once you have it, you have it forever. But um, it's videos and a workbook, and it's really designed to do exactly what we've been talking about this entire time, which is to heal yourself back to your own wholeness, really get in touch with mastering your own emotions, understanding mm -hmm. your inner guidance system, knowing the difference between inner guidance system and your ego, understanding mm -hmm. what voice is you and what voice is kind of the imposter self and where that came from. And what happens when we really get in touch with our truth is we really start to align with our higher calling. You know, so many people feel successful, but they don't feel fulfilled. And the reason is, you haven't brought your real self into what you're doing. It's not even about changing a career a lot of the time. It's about finding a different meaning in what you're doing and why you're doing it. Mm. Because every soul comes to this world with a deep, high purpose. Yeah. And unless we connect with that, we're always searching for something. And once we do connect with that, you wake up every day, and I'll just tell you from personal experience, I'm completely connected to my purpose every day because I know exactly why I do what I do. I know exactly how my life makes sense. I know exactly my piece in the puzzle of life. And that's the gift you get to have when you heal back to your authentic self. Yeah. You just, you just kind of know who you are and you don't really allow anything else to kind of get in the way or like temptation or things that before would feel like you needed to do. It's kind of like, no, this is who I am and I'm just going to shine anyway. <laughs> Yeah, well, those temptations and things, like you mentioned, don't even exist anymore because you know who you are. The reason those things exist is because you're still searching and you have mm. doubt. And once that's done, you have discernment and you know, this is who I want to hang out with. This is what I like doing. This works for me. It's almost as if your integrity becomes everything. And mm. you just function from that place of source within you. And nothing is confusing. You make decisions very easily. You know, and it's not about anybody else's opinion either. I think before you get to this mm. point, everybody's opinion <laughs> is affecting you because you're still don't know your own opinion because you're not connected to the source. And so mm. what my course does, it connects you to your source where you know you, you know what you want, you know what you how to get what you want because you have that sense of understanding that we're not taught in school. So I always say I'm teaching what we didn't get taught in school. And it's really what we need for our own fulfillment and happiness. Yeah. I guess it's not education from the outside. It's education from within, isn't it? Inner education. That's right. Mm, I like that. <laughs> um, my dear, also, I wanted to just go back a little bit because you said some really interesting things um you're talking about source so like something out there who's probably never heard of source before can you just in your own way like define what source means to you 
So I believe we're all made up of energy. When you look at chakras and you look at just vibrations and how you attract things from your thoughts and all of this stuff that you must hear by now, a lot of people have. What it really comes down to is realizing that I'm part of a whole. And the one thing that makes us all separate and feel separate is the fact that we forget that we're all connected and we suffer when we feel alone. We suffer when we feel different. If we feel better or worse, we're separate. We all need to feel the same. And so when I say source, the source is a, what I would call the universe is what we truly are. We truly are everything. We truly are unity with everything. And when you really come from a place of understanding that, that's where the wisdom comes in. And so when you think, oh, the universe is out there, you have to understand that you're part of that. So it's also in here. Mm -hmm. So when you can touch that part inside of yourself and know I'm part of the whole, that's when suffering sort of dwindles. That's when you start to hit your purpose and stand in your purpose because you realize, oh, I'm being guided from that source that's out there in everything that's also in here. Mm. I like that. <laughs> I think we all sometimes forget. Like, we are all oh, yeah. part of source. And the, when we were babies, we, we knew about that, but we just forgot because the, the outer world told us something else. Well, we got conditioned by society. And society is a set of... Society is a set of rules. Universal mm. laws are the opposite. So mm. when we're living in alignment with societal rules, we're kind of going against universal laws. And so that's kind of going against natural self, natural guidance. And when you can find the balance of, I'm going to live my life from universal laws that come from source, understanding with inside you. I'm going to live from universal laws so that I can deal with societal rules and see which ones I agree with and which ones I don't. Mm, that is so true. <laughs> yeah. you, you're making me have a lot of aha moments. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, my dear, we are coming towards um, the end of the show. I've got a few more questions left for you. What are your five top tips for someone who wants to reclaim their truth? I have like 500, so I'm just <laughs> going to give you the first few. <laughs> And all, like, I think I highlight eight specific ones in my course that I go through in depth, which I think is probably a better list than I have right here. But what the first, on the top of my head, the first thing is what I mentioned earlier, getting real about how you feel. Mm. When you can get real and honest, you're honoring yourself. See, many of us are born in a world where we're not honored emotionally. We'll say, oh, mommy, I need this. Your mom's like, no, you don't. You're fine. <laughs> you start questioning your own feelings. It's as simple as that. So really getting in touch with everything you feel can get this, I call it the neutral observer. You can start to observe how you feel from a point of not being the feeling. When you can start to realize that I'm feeling this, my feelings aren't me, they're a part of me, you can kind of separate your identity from the negative emotion you're having, which is very, very important mm -hmm. for people. So getting real about how you feel. Then I would say following your pain following your pain and really watching, not going into your pain, but watching what causes me pain. Because mm -hmm. when you're seeing your triggers, you're also being directed towards your purpose. Your pain will bring you to the point of your purpose. I have an amazing story about this on one of my YouTube videos with a client recently who was telling me she was feeling so like she was losing her joy. 
Mm, and I said, okay, what do you do to find your joy? And she's like, you know what? I started doing these spin classes and I really don't know what my purpose is, but I decided that I want to open up a bunch of spin studios. And I said, why do you want to do that? She said, so I can contribute joy. I said, okay, so you just used your pain to become a bigger purpose for not just you, but everyone. And she was like, oh my God. <laughs> she didn't realize it. That's how easy it is, you guys. Follow your pain to your purpose. The third thing I would say is boundaries. Boundaries are probably should be number one. Mm-hmm. One of the most important things is understanding what I need to function as me. What feels good, what doesn't feel good. Saying no, saying yes. Not worrying about what other people think of you when you say what you need. So it's really taking care of your own needs by setting really healthy boundaries. The fourth thing I would say is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. If we're not forgiving the people in our lives or ourselves who have maybe done wrong to us or created negative scenarios for us, We're not realizing that people who are in pain cause pain. So people don't do things to you that will hurt you unless they're hurting. And that really creates a compassion, which also creates more unity. So forgiveness work is really important. And I guess the last thing I would say, which is also probably one of the top things, is clarity. Getting really clear about what you want and why. Why does that make you happy? Do you think it will make you happy? Or does that really come from your heart and bring you joy? Mm. I think those would be my top five for today. (laughs) Those were amazing five top tips. Like, yeah, wow. (laughs) They were powerful. And I think it's so true to just pay attention to each one of those because we can all shine our light. And even if we just do a little bit of each of those things, it can help us to shift massively. Right. Yeah. That's great. But you know what? I'll just add one thing because so many of my clients are like, when am I going to be there? And I I just want to let you know that awakening and, you know, consciousness and healing and all these wonderful things, purpose does not happen overnight just because Mm -hmm. you have a mental idea of it. Change and healing happens in the body. So you Mm -hmm. have to literally embody these things. You have to do them. I give people homework every time they see me. You have to do these things in new ways to create new energy, which creates new patterns. Mm -hmm. So it's about a daily spiritual practice of changing your mindset, upgrading your beliefs, and being more of who you truly are, even when you're scared. I think it's Mm -hmm. important to mention, I had this new client last week. She was so cute. And she was telling (laughs) me, you know, I get triggered, and I know that that means who I truly am is going to get rejected. And so I go and hide. I say, okay, great. Your homework this week is when you get triggered, I want you to be more you. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, how do I do that? I said, well, you know how to be not you and hide. Now I want you to go and call someone random or go ask someone a question or do something that you want to do that scares you. Mm-hmm. That's being more you. And so she called me a couple days ago. She was, holy shit, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> do it. <laughs> that's so beautiful oh, oh. <laughs> it's so true when we do things that we want to do it's just like everything just starts moving and, sh- and things start to shift in like beautiful patterns sometimes actually they're not always beautiful are they sometimes they can be like really low and really high but each of it is just teaching us something and more and more about ourselves what we want to accept and what we don't want to accept Yeah, and I think it's really important to remember, you know, healing is not just a one-way street. It goes up and down, but you're always healing when you're either way you're up or down. You're always healing because you're always knowing more than you yesterday. You're in a different place than you were yesterday. And it's really important to remember that your healing doesn't always look pretty, but it doesn't have to feel bad. 
The thing is, mm-hmm. you have to understand this whole spiritual perfectionism, like, oh, am I doing it right? I still feel bad. Why am I not where I want to be? How you are with yourself when you're not where you want to be is what's going to make you become what you want to be. Mm-hmm. So it's how you relate to yourself is the issue. Yeah. Yeah. It's like how um, people, when they talk about meditation, like they sit on their meditation mats and they're like, oh, I feel so much better. For me, it was the opposite. It was like the opposite. I was crying my eyes out for a couple of weeks. I, I just I just felt like, what's happening to me? And we, I spoke about this actually with um, David G. We had him on the show like about a year ago and we were just talking about everyone's kind of meditation style is different. So sometimes you might start off being really joyful and then it goes sad or it just shifts and sometimes you can start really sad and then it just uplifts after and it's just it's it's so important to just kind of trust how your body wants to meditate well it's so interesting see we're all so used to judging what we feel hmm. you telling me right now that you sit down to meditate and start crying tells me that you're in a really amazing place because you're releasing the false self and you're feeling the real self and it's not going to be comfortable if you're not used to it but what you're doing is you're sort of dying off this old sort of facade that you don't want to have to worry about anymore and you're dropping into your vulnerability and for me that sounds like you're healing yeah so so it's like you're feeling so you're healing and Mm. if that looks like you know you're doing certain hip openers on the mat you start crying randomly in yoga class amazing you had a blockage of emotion so we look at it so wrong in this society. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had a lot of people, and this was probably a few years back where I was sharing it and, at an event, and this woman was like, oh, every time I sit down, I can't meditate. And I'm like, but wh- how are you meditating? She was like, I went to this class and I did this. I said, yeah, but have you ever sat down and just listened to how you feel like meditating? <laughs> mm-hmm. And she came back to me like a week later and was like, wow, that really made me think. And actually, when she had a go at it, it really helped her to shift and see things in a different way. And like myself as well, like the meditation, it was very heavy in the beginning a few years back. But now it's so light. And, you know, it's not always going to be light. I have obviously here, like my my days where it goes down, but there's always a, a release or something that needs to be cleared. And I think that's just really important for everyone to know that we're not always going to have a high day or a low day. Sometimes we're just going to be in the middle as well. Yeah, but I think it's important to realize that that's kind of always a high day. Hmm, interesting. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, because when you're clearing, you're constantly evolving. And there will be a point where meditation, for me, meditation feels like home. I get so excited to meditate because I get to connect with source. I get to connect Mm. with who I truly am and something higher and nothing else matters. And, you know, those moments where you have release is because you're processing something. You're processing it to let it go, to create more space to really welcome in more abundance. So I want you guys, whoever's listening, to reframe that and say, you know what, healing kind of is an up journey. It's just how you see it. Mm. It really is that. Because you can't unevolve. You know, that's what we're here to do is grow and evolve. You can't get younger. You're just getting older because you're (laughs) constantly growing and evolving. I love that. I love that. And my other question is, where can the listeners find you? Oh my gosh, let's see. So my website is CandiceVandel.com. Um, you can always send me an email from my website. There's a point on there that says contact if you have any questions. Also, my YouTube channel is under my name. And I'm always big on Instagram. I respond to every DM. <laughs> you can be there on Facebook as well. I love it. Oh, and my last question, my dear, is what are you most grateful for? Mm, I'm most grateful for the wisdom I've come into. It's life-changing. I love that. That's that's amazing. Well, Kinsey, thank you for being on the show and thank you for shining your light with everyone and just being yourself because we need more people like you in the world. 
thank you so much for having me. It was so fun. Wow, what a powerful interview with Candice. I have no words. <laughs> thank you so much, Candice, for being on the show and just sharing your light with everyone because it's so important to know that we all have an inner wisdom within us. We all have an inner guidance within ourselves and that once we tap into that, anything is possible, anything that we want to create just magically abundantly happens. Unfortunately, that's the end of the show. Before I leave, I want to leave you with this quote. At the center of your being, you have the answer. You know who you are and you know what you want. That's a quote by Lao Tzu. For more information about the show or Candice, visit www.girdshundle.com. And remember, stay happy, stay healthy, stay lit. lit.